Can you hear me? No. I mean, but like through the through the headphones. Yes. Like, like if I was to say, "Hey, Josh," you can hear me. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna watch you very carefully. Just read my lips. Yes. Okay. See, I could hear that. Very good in my headphones. But all right. So how you want to start this thing out? We're recording right now, by the way. This is the Terrible X podcast. Do you want to start now? Sure. Could we make up sponsors like I was doing in the test there and just say that we had... I don't know. Even though we don't? I don't know how that works. <laughs> Probably not. I guess we get sued. The off chance somebody from Budweiser... Should listen to this. ...and then hates this sh- show. And the shit we say. And the... Stop. If we're going to have sponsors, we're going to stop cursing. cursing. I don't give a fuck. Clean it up a little bit. <clears throat> Let me do just a little adjusting here. Do it. For the listeners, uh, it's the first time using headphones, so we're just having some Do you need me to scoot this thing over for you? There you go. Just trying to... It's a real podcast now. Yeah. So I've got You're, the headphones on, so... But, but you can only hear yourself. Right. Not me. And you got like the big over-ear sound canceling. Oh, they're good. They're yeah. real good. Better I can't than hear mine. anything. So they look professional. The head cushion... Which they're, actually look like they're working mine. I'm feeling them right now, and they just garbage. And I can't hear Justin, so I'm having to read his lips. Yeah, very carefully everything he says. So if, even if I, <laughs> if I'm not, I right. just mouth bad words. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Right, so well, we're this back. is the Terribly Vex podcast with Justin and Josh. And yes, we don't. Really have a specific topic this time, right? Like no a general topic. Yeah, but we might go off a little bit. Well, originally I, I was going to do like a introduction to conspiracy theory. Yeah, was going to be the sort of uh, main point of this podcast, right. but um, it's been so long since we had our last podcast in real time. Since we uh, recorded had our last recording sesh, yep. That uh, you know, I continue to read and I continue to listen to uh, books and uh, other podcasts see, on different things, and that's the thing. See, you're you're dare I say balls deep balls into deep. the conspiracy stuff, especially the conspiracy stuff. Oh, I think you're you're deeper in me than I realized. I didn't realize you were so into this. When this is more, this and this thing. is more government cover up than it is really conspiracy theory. But yeah. uh, the the two were, um, you know, they want to give conspiracy theory a bad name, which was kind of the point of this podcast too. That's true, because like, everything just sort of gets grouped into being a conspiracy theories. You're right. talking about government cover ups, right. and that's that's what I was saying, you know, earlier to you. There's always like, okay, yeah, no, okay, that's that's a believable. So I can see the government doing it, and then the conspiracy guys they make that little, that little jump, and you're like, oh, you're a lunatic. Okay, I think that's by design. You think? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because like you know, disinformation is just as, if not more important than actual information, because you can flood, uh the world with disinformation a bunch of nonsense right and then if something did happen or if something is happening in real time like we're probably living through right now right um then you can just uh you know 
you, nobody has an argument for it anymore. You can't uh, have a conversation about it. Right. That's kind of like what they one of the theories on UFOs are. UAPs now, I should say, but it's like, you know, they're really they're military aircraft, top secret secrets. But yeah, let them let them say they're aliens. Who cares? Like that just keeps them off our back. You know what I'm saying? Like they they let they're just letting them go with the whole alien thing. I just wonder what the and purpose. Then, I think that's what a lot of people are kind of thinking. At least what I've seen and heard and read. Uh, you know, had a conversation with uh, Buddy Virus Stephen about yeah. this, and they're kind of wondering where this is all going. Why they're talking about this now? Is it just a distraction? Probably. If yeah. you've got official channels talking about anything, normally it's bullshit. And if this uh, report, which you uh, the the big whopping nine pages that they released oh, yeah. from their 70, it's, 80 years worth of uh, UFO research. It's riveting material. Yeah. I feel If they're releasing the this, burger. you know, yeah, and I shake whole, my head. It's my whole thing with the, anything that's released. By the, what aren't they released? Like, oh, you, we have to make them release all this stuff? Bullshit. No. They're right. not going to release what they don't want to release. And this whole report thing was stupid. Which I didn't bother reading, uh, but you did. I read it. Did I? It's kind of like you know what it was kind of like. It was kind of like reading a uh, like a, a tax form. I'd fell asleep immediately. Very boring. Yeah. Like I'm just gonna read the, just the first sentence. What do you think? You ready? Always. This preliminary report is provided by the Office of the Director of National Intelligence in response to the provision in Senate Report 116-233 accompanying the Intelligence Authorization Act for fiscal year 2021 that the DNI, Uh. in consultation with the Secretary of Defense, is to submit an intelligence assessment of the threat posed by (laughs) unidentified aerial phenomena uh, and the progress... The Department of Defense United Aerial Phenomena Task Force has made in understanding this threat. It's so official. No period. That's that's just one thing. This this uh, just before we started recording, this was you know we said that this is nonsense. Yeah, that's an intern put that together. You know, it's just it's just more run around. Yep. Not not to say that I don't think that um, there's been legitimate uh, encounters. And people have seen things and experienced things. Yeah, I'm not dismissing any of that stuff at all. Right. Let it be it's known. Just, but yeah. uh, there's a point where it gets a little. Well, like I, you know, I was saying the the um, they're talking about you know a lot of stuff right now with the space force mm-hmm. thing that's happening where they're I guess moving militarily into space, you know. Yeah. And wanting to. Uh, do a lot of stuff there now it's getting kind of getting kind of scary or at least it should be to a lot of people more surveillance you know oh yeah and the fact that this was released from the pentagon and no doubt the cia and uh you know other intelligence agencies are attached to it uh it's just like could they be using this as a reason to raise budgets for military um yeah definitely because you want to get people scared all the time, obviously. It's always about fear, keeping the serfs terrified. Yeah, that was one of the big things in this. They uh, probably can become a threat. Probably. There's a lot of the word use of the word Maybe. probably in this. Yeah. 
there are probably multiple types of UAP. It's just, you know, well, yeah. 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 So we know there are. Any, I mean, I don't do know. you want to? Is there anything else in there that uh, kind of stands out to you that's just like, besi- I mean, you know, you see that in a lot of wording. They, they kind of make it, uh, which, you know, and stuff that I've read before, they make it somewhat kind of ambiguous when they're talking about certain things just because, hey, should this document get released or should this document, like in some cases, like, um, uh, was it, I think it was like COINTELPRO, where there was a break into like an FBI field office. I think yeah. it was in like uh, Pennsylvania or something like that. And that's when they discovered that that operation had been running for for years and years you know and that was the one where they they infiltrated various civil rights groups and stuff like that so they write things ambiguously so Mm -hmm. just in case you know but still you can glean from the documents basically what's going on or what's being said so yeah like there's there's a whole section in this uap probably lack a single explanation it's like well yeah then they give a list of you know airborne clutter, natural atmospheric phenomena, foreign adversary systems, and then other. So, it's like, what the hell? <laughs> so at what, no what, point what in, is there, in the big nine pages that they provided uh, is anything that really says anything about in certain Nothing in certain specific. terms. Yeah, and I'm not expecting. I don't know. I like to. I like to. I want to believe that there are some aliens behind this, but I'm not 100. percent and I knew there wouldn't be anything about that in this, and there is not. So, but right. like you're right, it's just a lot of words. It's probably like three sentences in there that are worth anything. Yeah, but uh, for the most, it's stupid. It was dumb. I knew yeah. It would be. So, like, uh, just kind of staying with that, just a second. Like, and I, I can't remember if it was you this past week that I texted about this, but I'm just. I tend to think a lot of these sightings are probably going to be uh, just secret military aircraft, right? I would say the m- the bulk. Most the bulk of them of the are going to be that. Yeah. Because, like, and uh, just this is just to kind of help when I give this information about, you know, the SR-71 Blackbird, mm-hmm. which was, did I, would I text you about that this past week? Um, I was, maybe it was you Jason. You sent me I was, about I was, the... Uh, 54th Weather Squadron, that whole thing? Well, uh, there was so much. Reconnaissance Constantly Squadron. We have these conversations yeah. with people now, so it's, yeah. I lose track of... Anyway, just put this in perspective for a second, the whole point of this, where this is going. The uh, SR-71 Blackbird, uh, that, that project is about almost 70 years old at this point, okay? And so... I guess with the early 60s is when they finally, I think they were approaching, uh, you know, certain um, people about this project in the late 50s. And then it finally sort of kicked off in the early 60s. Mm. And it would have been mid to late 60s when they finally, I guess, you know, built the plane or whatever. So you're like 70 years ago. Yeah. And this plane, and these are just like the official stats, and these aren't always correct. They could be close. Uh, just because of other ways information's been released or whatever. Mm-hmm. But this uh, this plane that's almost 70 years old, with this old-ass technology could go at about seven or t- 2,500 miles per hour 70 yeah. years ago. Yeah. 
and it's, it reached altitudes between 80 and 90,000 feet 70 years ago. So can you imagine what they can do now? Yeah, 100 yeah, that's I've heard that they're like the military is at like 60 to 100 years ahead of what we even know now. Yeah, I have no doubt your area 51s so. and stuff weren't necessarily just for uh UFO research, uh, breaking mm, yeah. apart, uh, you know, supposed UFOs and looking at their technology, but developing our own. Hundred percent. That was uh, sure in places like that, and I, I seriously doubt that. You know, still could be. Obviously, there's nobody's nobody's broken into Area 51 to see with their own eyes and reported back. So no. there, there still could be, and still probably are things that are going on there. I mean, that whole storm Area 51 thing was kind of a let down wasn't it to Everything get very far is. with that i know why is that what, what were they gonna do i'm not sure once you want what what if they got in like were they okay they would have killed them all well yeah but let's just say <laughs> they let's just say they somehow did it properly even if they were like at a gate they were still nowhere near the actual no, base god no they and were, they it wasn't really a secret so they had plenty of time to right. hide everything get everything out of there yeah, so it's like how many other uh, bases are out there that we don't know about because yep. that one was around for a long time before anyone knew anything about it. Yeah. And, um, you know, just think, just put that in perspective. 70 years ago, they're making things that could do that. Yeah, it's crazy. They do the same thing with, like, uh, nuclear submarines, too. Like, uh, it's classified, like, how deep they can go and how fast, you know, how many knots they can travel underwater. Yeah. Uh but, you know, think about like a submarine, nuclear-powered submarine today could probably, and realistically probably does, go between 50 and 80 miles per hour underwater. That's crazy. It is. Because that thing's, you know, the smallest ones are like 300 and something feet long. The bigger ones, the ballistic missile submarines are yeah. in the 500-foot range. But the fast attack submarines, I would say they could probably go anywhere between 50 to 80 miles an hour underwater. They can be anywhere in the world in, you know, a few days because they just, you know. What are your thoughts on sub? Would you like to be on a, on one of those? It'd be kind of cool, like a, a real one. Unless Not the, like you a know, down should, periscope should go one. south, right. you know. Right. That whole implosion thing. I know, but it seems so cool <laughs> like being on when you're down there just. Oh, I know for a fact you would like to be on a sub. You told me about your Silent Hunter three days. Oh, I still play. Yeah. <laughs> if I, you know. Yeah. I love that story. Silent about Hunter, you making your coffee and pretending you're on the <laughs> on the bridge. I the love captain the, yeah. out there on my own. Yeah, making my own decisions. Yeah, it is cool. The yeah, thought, uh, the thought of it. I had a lot of books. I used to read up on that quite a bit. I was interested in uh, interested in, in subs in my youth. Yeah. Um, How can you not? But be? then the reality of it is like, no, nah, I wouldn't want to be on a submarine. It's you know, in theory. It's, it's the cool, idea it's of it that is kick-ass. Yeah. But it probably stinks. It could. I imagine it would smell bad. It's not like a 1942 uh, U-boat. That's what I'm basing the, the stench on. With lice and, uh, yeah. you know, they... You know, a lot of sweat. Because back then they couldn't, like, bathe. Right? They, you know, now they just make their own water. They have desalination yeah. uh, units on the subs. They can just make as much water as they want and... So they bathe regularly. Those guys in like the World War II, they didn't bathe. I know. It looks disgusting. They didn't shave. The lice was a problem, you know, so. But just, you know, think about what what they could make now, seventy years on from 
you know, something like the Blackbird. And that thing was, nobody knew about that thing for a long time, too. So it was classified. I had no idea. Yeah. And, like, you know, what's that, what's the big, the big one? Project whatever, teleportation, the battleship or something like that? That would have been the Philadelphia Project. There we go. Philadelphia Experiment. Yes. There it is. You said project, and that got me off of it because there's operations and projects. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, okay. But yeah. They made a movie about that. Yeah. And it was probably bullshit, but maybe it wasn't. I read into it a little bit, and supposedly (laughs) the guy that came up with it was uh, kind of a a quack. Was that one of the movies on that list you sent me today? I'm not sure if it was or not. There's a lot of movies on that list. I've never seen that before. Jason sent me that. That's a good one. Yeah. What uh, the listeners uh, may be curious about is what list we're referring to. And it's a list that's been compiled. It says it's a complete list, but I seriously doubt that. Uh, It's uh, a list of all of the known movies that the uh, Pentagon has funded in some way. Uh, Department of Defense, Pentagon. Are you pulling it up on your phone right now? Pulling it up right now. And so, if you just want to maybe throw out a few of those for the Let's listeners, you can find this here? online. Let's pull this up. I'm <sighs> you got, you know, I'm. This is what I'm, I. This is another thing I'm sick and tired of. I want to download this PDF. Sign up with Facebook. Sign up with Google, or create your own brand new account. It won't just let you. Um, it, I don't know, unless I clicked on something wrong. Uh, what do you? Did you already pull it up? Yeah, I've got it right here. There you go. Eh, just as an example, you know, day after tomorrow, uh, you, you know, Apollo 13. There's a lot of got movies it. on the list that you would already just, you know, pretty much know that anything that has to do with the military, where they kind of want things to, you know, be represented in a good light, they would be on this list. But here's an interesting. The next Karate Kid, you know. Every Iron Man movie. Was that movie. Will Smith's son that was in the next Karate Kid? That wasn't the original. I don't know. It wasn't Karate Kid 3 because that still had, what's his name, Ralph Macchio in yeah, it, right? I don't know. Or was that the girl? The girl was in the third one. See, I don't know. I'm not, you know, contrary to popular belief, I'm not the biggest fan of the Karate Kid movies. Air Force One is on here. Right. Flight, is that the Denzel movie? That was a good one. Follow the Fleet, Devil's Brigade, Air Force One, like you said. It's on the second page. And this is a lengthy list, right? This is how many pages? Where you go? Karate Kid 2. Right there. Why is is Karate... Toy Soldiers. That's a movie from the 80s with Will Wheaton and Sean Astin. Patriot Games, The Rocketeer, Firefox. It's a Clint Eastwood movie from the early 80s. It's kind of like a a plane that he has to either... uh, steal the plane or he has to get the plane back i can't remember but it's basically like an sr-71 plane it's it's that it's plane. Called, you said firefox firefox yeah it's a good movie never heard of it torpedo run yeah red dawn yeah it's a darn good one yeah wolverines man i used to tell people i hated that movie just to get him get him off get him going and it worked it towering worked. inferno so yeah. a lot of movies you'd expect they have uh military IV. stuff in them uh you know a lot of submarine movies. Yeah. Hearts in Atlantis. Hearts in Atlantis, that's, um, is that Anthony Hopkins? I think so. And that's where, like, the CIA guys are looking for him because he has telepathic powers. So. so it's like the CIA MK Ultra thing. So, again, you've got the, you know, them wanting to have a 
Yeah. Have their little uh, pinky dipped into it so that they make sure that they get shown in a... Yeah. Oh, and here Even though they're supposed to be the bad guys, you know what I'm saying? They had to, in some way, have something attached to it. Now, I, I see one on here that I'm just trying... I, I just want to know why. Was there, like, a, maybe a depiction of radar, possibly, in Ernest Saves Christmas? <laughs> So all I can think of is has something to do with... I don't remember. Why would the Pentagon back that movie? Well, that's the thing. It's like some of them on here, like the Karate Kid movies. Why are you got... That's true. I mean, uh, you know, huh. anytime the military is mentioned, I mean, he's supposed to be a soldier, right? Um, Who? He was, uh, when he came over from uh, Okinawa. Oh, I'm still stuck on, <laughs> still stuck on Ernest. Thought you were talking. Is about. Ernest supposed to be a soldier? In, uh, That's why I was wondering. I was. I don't remember that Jurassic Park three. And uh, I don't really. Well, you'd have to like you know, anytime there's anything having to do with military, they would you know yeah want to partake so. of that, of that production. Yeah, Captain Phillips, of course. All right, I gotta stop looking through this. Gonna make me just talk about movies. Anyway, oh, I, I want to know why that. is Captain Ron not on this list? I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, Captain Ron. Um, I another one for you. Jaws. Major is Jaws pain. on there. What's that? Major pain. Come on now. What about Makes Ernest sense. goes to the army. Full Metal Jacket. I haven't looked through it thoroughly. I just sort of glanced over it. You can find it online, perhaps. Uh, we can include the link to I, it so you can look at it yourself. Yes, I will put this in the show notes. The show notes. Yeah. All it's right, just I interesting. At this. But yeah, so the Pentagon gets their fingers in. Goldeneye. Well, yeah, it's the best James Bond movie ever made. Yep. And best video game ever made. Good soundtrack, too. Good music. Yeah. Good score, Although, I should say. I will say the Casino Royale theme. Loved it. Yeah. Well, what's his name? Who is that? Daniel Craig? Oh, yeah, but who's... Chris Cornell <laughs> did the song. Yeah. It was good. Ah, movie talk. We're getting off... Uh, yeah, but... Off the rails here a little bit. I, how about the, speaking of... It's fine, because it's going to be a long one, so... Have you ever seen the movie Conspiracy Theory? Yes. Love it. Yep. How good is that movie? Real good. Mel Gibson. I Say what you want. I'm a Mel Gibson fan. Well, I am too. Yeah. Oh, there we go. I'm glad that's settled. <laughs> <laughs> There's no... Yeah. Yeah. All right. No rift between us here because of Mel Gibson. Yep. I was hoping that was going to be a heated debate, but I can't think of anything bad Mel <laughs> Gibson were, did. Yeah. I love what You were hoping want. that I wouldn't like him, and then you yeah. did, and then I would... Yeah. But, uh, Justin, you do know that uh, old Mel is, uh, you know... He's a little racist. Uh, well, you gotta separate the art from the from the man sometimes. Woody Allen. He's impassioned. You know, he's uh, he was drunk. Yeah. What are you gonna do? You know, he's he's angry and drunk. Those are that's me right now. I will say those phone calls were pretty funny. Yeah. But yeah. Hey, man. The, uh, Alec Baldwin's were pretty good too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were he's yelling at his daughter? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I will get on a plane. Imagine your dad threatening you that way. <laughs> I will get on a plane and fly across the country. And then he call her a f- <laughs> did he call her a fat pig at one point? 
You're a fat He called pig. her everything, yeah, I think. Yeah, he really did. He was out of his mind. He was not happy with his daughter. Not happy. Charlie Sheen had a good one, too. That was a good little couple weeks that he had, you know, winning and all that. Loved it. Yep. Enjoyed it thoroughly. Yeah. So, speaking of conspiracy theories. Which is supposed to be what we're talking <laughs> about here today. I know. It's what people are tuning in for. That's true. Well, I have a brand new one that just it blossomed. I witnessed it blossom last week at work. You know that whole building collapse in Miami? Yep. I guess. I haven't looked into this. This is just what I'm hearing this guy talk about. He was saying that the Navy was doing something off the coast there. Caused like a three-point-something earthquake that they say may have helped that building collapse a little bit. Yeah. They were like, excuse me, they were like firing stuff down in the ocean doing whatever. So there's that whole part that's not confirmed. That's in itself is a conspiracy. But then they these guys were talking about it. What were they firing down there? Were they fighting aliens <laughs> underwater? Oh, gosh. So it's an a- underwater alien war that caused that Miami building collapse. Brand spanking and no new other conspiracy. collapsed because you've heard it here first. Well, this one was already damaged a little bit. I'd seen uh, where. Uh, I guess a building inspector had supposedly yeah. said something about it in 2018. Yeah, which I, that was my first thought was like, do they not? I mean, we not have we're not doing building inspections anymore. I know. And also the time period that that building was built could have been when a bunch of stuff was being thrown up, a lot of shysters moving down there. Oh yeah, there was kind of a kind of a boom, a building boom, mm-hmm. and of course they didn't follow. Uh, you know, they didn't go by permits and things like that, so there was no real, yeah, uh, keeping an eye on people as they were constructing these things, just so they could make a quick buck and get out of town quick, sell it off, and yeah, so that you know, and also what it was built on, like the foundation, like the ground, uh, you know, there's been erosion. There's it was probably just uh, backfilled with a bunch of garbage. Yeah, it was uh, I mean, probably an accident waiting to happen. Well. Right on the coast, you got that salty sea air, you know, and structures, you know, they don't hold up well after, you know, 30, 40, 50, decade after decade, we'll say. Right. Especially in Miami. Right. Whatever that means. Whatever that means. I did read a story about some lady that lived there, was talking to her son, and she's like, I hear this crazy, this popping sound all day today. Something's creaking in the building. And (laughs) next thing you know. She's gone. You may want to investigate that. Yeah. <laughs> but that would be, I don't know. If I was living in a building and I heard popping, I don't think I would Buckling? immediately think, like, oh, the building's about to fall down. I'll just be like, uh, something's. Uh, a little buckling, you know? know some yeah, it's settling. Cracking. Yeah. But I guess it was a pretty old one, too. I don't know if that was, uh, was it 50s, 60s that one was built? No clue. I have no idea. I'm not going to Google it. But I think it was uh, had a little age on it. So. Yeah. But uh, anyway. Yeah, we got. Or an alien fight. Alien right off fight. the coast. You know me. It's alien. It's everything alien. All related. comes down to aliens. Yeah. Could be. Hundred percent. We'll never know. But uh, I don't know. Well. I think they part keep releasing those nine-page reports, part, man. Part of the reason they might be, you know, releasing these videos, getting everything out there. Maybe something is about to happen. That they know that they're not going to be able to stop. That's all I got there. I well, mean, there's there's all kinds of possibilities. Yeah, it's like that 
they're preparing us is what you're saying yeah the the slow they're getting us ready to slowly uh, getting us acclimated to it yeah and then when it actually does happen it's like oh okay well it is real all right let's go to work <laughs> yeah nothing's <laughs> yeah what do we do yeah yeah just yeah i guess we'll just do it to work crop circles yeah and then that would start a whole new thing, though. Imagine that aliens show up, and then you you, you got to start work with one of them. Guys are gonna be ah, oh, that's gonna be the next. That's gonna be the next. Or you just it'll see be, a, it'll uh, be a species you know, war, not a race war. Zipping by, you know, as you're driving down the highway. Yeah, they're just yeah, they're flying by. <laughs> they're drinking <laughs> gas and just yeah. Uh, you know, until that day, until one is you know flying past me down the highway, uh, I'm gonna just continue to assume that it's more bullshit from the government and the very in the various intelligence agencies that are uh you know screwing with us on a daily basis that's that's kind of yeah. where i'm gonna go with it and that it's ultimately probably serves some sort of defense purpose where they want to raise a budget mm-hmm. and uh use it as another way to sort of just keep the serfs <laughs> confused scared uh there's there's lots of those ops being run all the time, you know? Yeah. So until something's, you know, pulling me out of my bed in the middle of the night. <laughs> hey, you may have. sucking me into the sky. You may have been, and you just don't, don't realize it. They say the ones people remember are the rare exceptions to how often it really happens. They messed up a yeah, little bit it's there. A, it's they, a botched abduction. A botched. Yeah. So, yeah, we all work with goofballs, you know, and I know, yeah, we all work with clowns. It's like any other job. The abductor has to, yeah, I gotta be back tonight. I gotta it's go just get a thing they Randy. gotta do, yeah, and they gotta go get somebody, and you know they mess up. Mm-hmm. They get written up, and then next thing you know, they're on the, you know, whatever other job they do. Yeah. <laughs> they got a report. Uh, I wish something clever came to me when I was trying to think of that. So yeah, it's you know any anything's a possibility. We discuss all possibilities here. Yeah, on the Terribly Vex podcast, you know. Yeah, because we're asking questions just like you are. Simulation theory. This is, what is all it? fake. Sorry, Simulation I can't hear theory. you. Sorry, <laughs> just mouthed it. Simulation theory thoughts. I don't have any. The Matrix? Is that what that is? I guess one of the variants of it, I think. Not familiar with it. Is there a document that I can look oh, at that would I forgot you need a document. I th- there probably I'm sure there's there's plenty. There's gotta be. The internet it's got loads of documents. But I think it, I don't know. It's the whole theory that this is all just fake. We're right. living in a programmed world. Just like the Matrix, like we're plugged in. That's one version. Another version is like this is just all where it's is all digital and we have no clue. Like there, it's just one being is programmed this whole thing or whatever. This is good because this is the this is really part of what this episode was supposed to be, which was conspiracy theory. Yeah, and this is one of them. Hundred percent. There are many. Yeah. Except one that I personally believe, and I don't think is a conspiracy, is flat Earth. One that you don't believe in. I said that I do, but no, I obviously I do not believe in that one. But it's ridiculous. A lot of people do, <laughs> and I don't get it. I don't get that one at all. And I wish somebody could explain it to me well, in a way that it makes sense. Yeah, 
what what um okay so i guess officially now we can start we can sort of start like getting into the whole conspiracy theory topic the introduction to conspiracy theory now okay let's do it this is official so like you know and i i'd sort of put a list of a few of these out that's one of them flat earth lizard people yeah. you know yeah that's from a big saturn one. i think they they generally like to say they come from saturn uh what's weird though is that all of like the jfk like theories like you know of his assassination yeah they get grouped into uh you know moon landing was a hoax the federal reserve watergate you know there was actually there was a trial obviously and nixon got ousted you know but a lot of these things they still get grouped into being conspiracy theories things uh surrounding like iran contra you know the great depression pearl harbor 9-11 cia mk ultra mind control the uss liberty COINTELPRO, pro which i mentioned earlier uh bigfoot all of these things get grouped into one big clump as conspiracy theories and they're really not there's government cover-up there's things that actually happened and then there's things that you cannot prove and you'll never be able to prove you're just like uh i'm gonna go out and uh you know prove that there's not that that, that i can see the horizon like your flat earth thing right yeah. where those guys go out you've seen a couple of those videos oh, yeah. yeah 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 they do all this stuff and there's there's no way Oh, you can't go to Antarctica if you really need to prove it. Why don't you just go? Yeah, get a group try of to go there. people that all believe the same thing and yeah, go. You know. Yeah, and then some of I don't want to disparage anybody here, though. If you believe that, that's fine. Yeah, no, we're not hatred. here to do that. You're just an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing. I mean, it's fine. Believe whatever you want to believe. Yeah, but d you you can't group JFK assassination. Uh, with no. flat earth but that's i think that's no. ultimately what the point of these things are we don't know where they came from either which is what i find interesting like your flat earth yeah i don't know where that originated from i know that's just one of those those odd thing like i don't right, know right but was, did it come from the cia which is one right. of their main things is to throw out disinformation yeah so hey let's create some really stupid shit throw it out there and then anybody that labels themselves a conspiracy theorist the, you can discredit him. Yeah. Easily. Oh, yeah. Because then they say, well, he believes in, uh, you know, theories around uh, JFK or Iran-Contra. And I think, you know, that's not, that doesn't wholly fit into this because, you know, we know this happened. A plane crashed. People were captured. Guns were found on a plane. We know that shit was going on. But yeah. it's still, people don't even really know about that thing, you know? Yeah, I am definitely not that familiar with that. For sure, like, and that was a big this one. This is yeah in the eighties. Yep, yep. And that fits into like Gary Webb's thing, where you know who Gary Webb was, the journalist that wrote the Dark Alliance series in the nineties. You're familiar with this, though, right? Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> briefly, briefly, yeah. not to get too far into it. Uh, he was a journalist, uh, supposedly committed suicide in two thousand four. Uh, you can look at his wiki page, you know, shot himself twice in the head. As you do. As you do when you commit suicide. Yeah. Not to say that it can't happen. Sometimes people miss the mark and they have just enough left in them to get it again. But given what he had reported on years earlier, it's a little suspicious. 
So his whole Dark Alliance series that he wrote in the sixty or in the uh, mid nineties, ninety six, was uh, just basically had to do with uh, the CIA sort of working with the Contras, bringing in drugs to fund illegal uh, operations mm-hmm. in Central America. Okay, that's basically what it was. And he had just dug into a lot of old documents and stuff from the uh, 80s, from like, you know, court documents and stuff. And the whole thing was he was approached by the girlfriend of one of the guys that was involved, that was heavily involved in Los Angeles in this. And he had been arrested. He'd been in prison for several years. And uh, she she was basically just looking for a reporter to report on his, you know, on his case. Yeah. And what was going on with him and stuff. And but still to this day that is just a conspiracy theory. But he, w- ultimately, what happened to Gary was that the established media, which was is all controlled by the CIA, sounds like I'm crazy when I say that, but it really was and it really is. Uh, they they nitpicked his work, uh, his series apart, just with minor the minor indiscre- discrepancies that he had in his reporting, uh, and that dismissed his work. That's not true. So a lot of these people that were uh, doing that, like they even had a team of people from the L.A. Times that um, went after Gary Webb personally, not just about his work, but it was like, you know, the Get Gary Webb team. They had a team of people, I think there was like 19 or 20 people that went after him specifically to destroy his career, which is ultimately what they did. He worked at a paper in Sacramento or San Jose, San Jose? And, uh, you know, he lost his career and he was sort of, and if you'll read Dark Alliance, which I recommend people do, he was kind of warned prior to all that, that if you approach this topic, if you start talking about intelligence agencies like the CIA, like you and I are doing right now, Mm -hmm. they'll ruin your life, you know, because he had other reporters that had gone after them in other ways, never really you know connecting the dots as well as he did um through through all of his reporting and 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 the book that he put together and the series that he wrote um that they'll ruin your life and your career will be over uh but he persisted and he did did it anyway and um ultimately they did ruin his life so his uh it's it's certainly possible that he committed suicide himself but ultimately they caused him to do it right so even if you don't believe he pulled the trigger and shot himself twice in the head or, or that somebody else did it, you know, then he certainly would have done it himself because the, he wasn't, he wasn't going to be a journalist it's anymore in right, the sense that right. he was when, you know. So anyway, that's a conspiracy theory that all that happened. But uh, it's thoroughly documented and right. people pretty much know it now. Yeah, there's a few different, different layers of conspiracy theory. Right. Yeah. Which yeah. is, you so, know, what we need what people need to know. Right. It's and not just a blanket. Not be ashamed term. to start looking into these things yourself because you you might be um, you know, labeled a conspiracy theorist or you're a nut, a nutter. When he said looking into this into these things yourself, he was looking at me and pointing at me like cuz <laughs> yeah, I need to start apparently. Right. But yeah, like that Last thing I want to be called is a a normie. I don't want to be a normie. Like all these people that watch the TV, they go to the ball game. Yeah. 
you know, and they don't know any of this shit. They know none of it. They know absolutely nothing about anything, but and it, they want to talk about it like you know what you're. You don't know anything. But so don't they the say fuck. that ignorance is bliss? I've heard that recently. I've heard that recently from from some people. Yeah. And it's uh, you know, if you fall for all this uh, horse shit you see on the TV, and you're getting all worked up by this stuff. That's not even, there's nothing there to any of that stuff. That stuff's just meant to, like, you know, grab your attention. Yeah. It's provocative, you yeah. know. I think the, the news is pretty, it's pretty much entertainment. It is it's entertainment. Well, yeah, it's really not. All of these uh, news outlets are all just uh, PR for uh, the government. That's all they are. What happened to the good old days? When when was the last? There never were any. I mean, but of, of the good old days of news, when you had like one guy at eleven, he stopped at eleven thirty, and that was it. They never existed. I'm sorry to say. No, you're Dan Rathers. Well, you, got, you got local. You got news anchors and shit that read a teleprompter, Man, but they're the, not doing any reporting. When was the golden age of news, though? There wasn't one. That's what I'm trying to say. You sure? Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, there wasn't one. Fuck me then. Yeah, because like you know, if, if uh, yeah, for example, you just go back and read some of like Fletcher Prouty's uh, writings. You know, his book came out in like seventy two, seventy three, seventy four, somewhere there. But prior to that, he tells you that all through the forties and fifties and stuff, all these news anchors, these trusted uh, Cronkites yeah, and all these assholes. Cronkite, that's the guy I couldn't. They think were of. all already well-established uh, assets or officers, essentially. They, like, mm. There's different terminology. They say officers, somebody that yeah. does this particular thing. But they were assets already, even back in those days. So there never was, I'm sorry to say. I hate to well, burst your little bubble, not yours, but people in general well, that think, oh, the good old days when Dan Rather was... All these people are full of shit. They've always been full of shit. And I am feeling real good right now. I can I'm starting tell. to get tuned up. Yeah, you're getting heat. This is like going to lunch with Josh. I'm this getting in my like. lane now. I am in my lane. Well, let's 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 stay in this lane then. I think this episode will be shadow banned on no. uh, <laughs> we, we don't have a following big enough yet for uh that sort of a thing. We'll but if we there. ever got one, yeah. I think it would be shadow banned. Because people think there was a golden era, but there wasn't. So Well, I'll provide Damn examples it. of that next time. I wasn't fully prepared to go deep in on a lot of these different things, but I just wanted to bring up lots of these things so you can go and, like we always do at the Terrible of X podcast, I encourage people to go read these things for yourselves. 100%. Because Don't I take our word for it. Yeah. What's that? Well, I'm trying to think of it. What's the name of that damn movie? I'm mad as hell. I'm not going to take it. Well, the newscasts are getting pissed off at how the network's trying to network. There we go. <laughs> All right. Go on. I I don't think I've seen that one. It's pretty good. It's got what's his name in it. Uh, the guy from he's Bookman in Seinfeld, and he's in he's a doctor in Curb. I think it's him. You know what? I'm probably wrong because I saw that movie ten fifteen Network. years ago. I can't remember the guy's name, but he's in he's in he's he's in there in the Seinfeld show camp. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. But he was he's also a serious actor, obviously. And again, the real deal. It might not even be him. Uh, yeah. But. Well, I'm just kind of looking at my notes here, and we're we're talking about the media stuff. Uh, so like, uh, 
the internet as we know it today. As I've mentioned to you before, in like, uh, I probably sent you some texts. If you noticed, excuse me, sort of the walls are sort of closing in on the internet. Have you noticed this? Oh, yeah. The channels for which uh, people can sort of communicate freely are beginning to disappear. For sure. I think Do you think that's just an accident? Isn't that things are sort of narrowing down to just a few? Is it, you think it, it would start with Twitter? The the big one was Twitter. Well, I mean, it, and Twitter Twitter does it, but uh, it's not just Twitter. Obviously, it's every single one oh, of them. Right, but didn't Twitter got Trump off? Twitter got Trump off. The president, the president. Yeah, but I mean, you'd if think you believe that, you would shit. think though that you'd believe. I'm not. I'm not pro Trump. I'm not saying anything like that. But you'd think the president shouldn't be. Band, no matter what he's saying, real unless it's like obviously something. Well, it's all theater. Crazy. It's all theater. It's all it's all just a production for your amusement. Yeah. Can you believe that they kicked the president off Twitter? That's what kind true. of world are we living Alex in? Alex Jones got kicked off. Right. Anybody that's that, um, that's it's. I hate to use the the term slippery slope, but it's getting there. Right. We're on it. Yeah. It's uh. Well, it's it's uh. It's part of it. It's my design. Yeah. As well, because like uh, before the internet, or in, as the internet is now, as we know it, it's it's a um, what was it called before it was the internet? It was ARPANET. Is that what it was called when it was first developed in the late '60s? Between uh, no universities, right? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't know what it was called. I think it was called ARPANET, and it was uh, you know, so it's been around since the late '60s in 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 some form, right? Yeah. And it was developed by whom? Uh, intelligence agencies, once again. Right. So we started, what did we get? The, like the internet started rolling out for the public in like the early to mid 90s, I guess. I think the earliest I kind of remember I think the internet so. was 93, 94. Something like that, yeah. So that's basically kind of when it started going out to the public. Uh, it's becoming more and more obvious now that the internet has always been. Uh, just the whole purpose of the internet is to corral people and to control and to observe and to collect data and to like with Facebook and the LifeLog thing, which many people have, have talked about and noticed how LifeLog, which was that DARPA project, ended on the same day that Facebook began in 2004. Same month, same day. LifeLog's whole purpose was to essentially follow people from birth to death and with facebook you had people now creating their own profiles you don't yeah. have to guess anymore they tell you what they like oh, what yeah. they don't like who they talk to who yeah. their family is they all everybody volunteers that information 100 percent. that's why this whole conspiracy theory about the tracking devices and the covid shots they don't need them like that's such a huge thing to me. That's a conspiracy. Well, I don't again, that's why that's uh, could could have been thrown out there to make it sound outlandish, to right. make it sound right. ridiculous, right. right? Yeah, but I'm just this one like a guy I work with nut job right. about it, being tracked all the time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're He's being got, listened he to has right an now, iPhone and he yeah yeah 100 percent yeah, and he I don't know he just like he he you bring that point up though, and then you're an idiot for thinking that when you should be thinking. About the government injecting right. you with 5G tracking chips. 
Well, that's what I'm saying. Like you, you hear a lot of these things, and I, I'm thoroughly convinced that they're they're being injected into the populace to make any sort of legitimate uh, concern or question or uh, just to be dismissed as outlandish and stupid. Well, so LifeLog was a project from DARPA, and it it did end in Facebook was created at the same month and the same day in 2004. A lot of people have pointed this out i'm not telling i shouldn't be telling anybody anything new that's listening to this you know and is interested in conspiracy theories but the conspiracy for that one is that uh facebook became lifelog and that it's run by the cia you know that's the that's the conspiracy behind yeah. that but there's lots of people and you know people that are independent journalists and stuff and look at all these uh companies that fund and people wealthy people that fund these things, these projects to get them going, they're all connected. One big happy family. You yeah. can see them over here. You see them over there. Um, so there's definitely something to that. So you throw out some stupid shit like they're going to put a you know, a microchip up your ass, It and now you don't have an argument because you sound like a quack. You see what I'm saying? Uh, 100%. Another good example of that while we're on the subject <laughs> is, uh, and I think I sent this to you, Jeff Bezos' grandfather. You think these assholes I didn't, I didn't just send that to me. started this shit in their garage? You really think that? And I'm not talking to you. As I'm looking at you. And pointing at me. And pointing at yeah, you. Yeah. No, I'm talking about people out there that get these uh, rags to riches stories with these guys and gals. That they just started in their garage and they worked their way up and they saved their pennies. They make it seem that way for sure. Oh, absolutely. But like, you know, we've said a lot of times with things, it takes decades to see what's actually, what, what's transpired, what's going on. You know, mm -hmm. all this stuff just doesn't come out right away. Like when Amazon takes off as a, as a business, you know, and how much is, you know, Jeff Bezos worth now? 200 billion you think you just get to be, you know, that kind of wealth just off of your own hard work? Just working hard. Just working hard, yeah, man. you have a dream. Right. You don't give up. Exactly. Yeah, because in this country, Josh, you can do whatever you <laughs> put your mind right. to. Well, you can if you are a grandfather, in Jeff Bezos' example here. Your grandfather was Lawrence Preston Geis. Uh, who everyone called Preston. I'm going to be reading from my notes here a little bit. What's interesting about uh, Lawrence was that uh, was his background, where he worked, what he did early in his career. So he was, uh, they like to paint him as like, you know, he had a farm in Texas. They always had a farm in Texas, a ranch, you know. But uh, let's see, Congress of the United States of America. He was a manager at the Atomic Energy Commission, uh, operated uh, headquarters in Albuquerque, supervised the region's 26,000 employees at Los Alamos and Lawrence Livermore Laboratories. Okay, this is Jeff Bezos' grandfather. And b before joining the AEC, Geis, who held from Valley Wells, Texas, had worked on space technology and missile defense systems. Interesting. Huh. Isn't that interesting? Did you know that? Were you aware of that? I had no idea. Uh, and he did that for the agency I've already mentioned several times, DARPA. There's that agency again mm -hmm. showing back up. Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. Um, 
It's the research and development arm of the Department of Defense, and it was created in 1958. And he was a big shot at DARPA. So now let's put that in perspective what J Jeff Bezos has got going for him nowadays. Where all these people, everybody around the world buys from Amazon. So now you can see what people are buying and how important does that become in, in creating these profiles of, of the populace, of the serfs, of the peasants. Yeah. You know what they're getting. You know what they're buying. You know how often they're buying it. Everything's mm -hmm. sort of being channeled through these, you know, these pathways that have been created for us by the people that want this information about us. It's just, it's just convenience, really. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. And uh, Alexa. Yeah. Let's just go ahead just and put a listening device yeah. in our house, right? I heard they're doing something. Amazon. I forgot exactly. It's some, some Amazon sidewalk or something like that where it's... If somebody's walking down the street with an Amazon phone next to a house a that has an Alexa city in it, kind of a situation. It this it lets automatically share the Wi-Fi. Yeah. So, well, I mean, that's just, where a lot of this stuff is going. I mean, you know, I think it was Chicago had like the smart city thing that they were trying to do. That was a Google-related thing. But uh, what you what you also see too is a lot of these people, these executives, uh, your Googles, your Facebooks, your Amazons. They're they're all they bounce around your Silicon Valley mm -hmm. stuff. That's all just military intelligence stuff now. All those people that came from and and Silicon Valley and the way that's exploded and the way they kind of run everything now. That's all military intelligence. There's there's these people. It's not private sector, is what I'm saying. Right, right. You know, and all of these people kind of bounce around on on these different. Uh, I was listening to something. Uh, just uh, a couple of days ago where they were talking about this lady, Regina Dugan, I think is her name. And if you look at like her CV on Any her relation Wikipedia, to Hacksaw Jim? What's that? Any relation to Hacksaw Jim? I think so. Okay. I think that's her dad. I think it's her dad. <laughs> yeah, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> she's, uh, I think, she, I don't know if she's at Facebook still, but like um, you, you look at her, you know, resume and she's just bounced around to all these different companies google i think facebook for sure um and she's got a couple of very interesting uh speeches she gives kind of like ted talk kind of things yeah. where she's on a stage talking about something yeah and it's just kind of the future of technology oh she also was at a uh, little agency that you may have heard of from just a second ago known as darpa again she was at darpa huh She's the 19th director of the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. She's, she was. So DARPA, Google, Amazon, Facebook, you know, oh, Facebook, wow. LifeLog, again, LifeLog, another DARPA project. Are we starting to kind of see where this is going, kind of what's happening here? I, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. Wow. And you mentioned this to somebody, they have no idea what you're talking yeah. about. You know, you know, Well, me? In this example, it's me. Yeah, you're, <laughs> right now. You're just, that's why I'm just, I'm just letting you go. Right I'm, I'm learning right along with everybody else. Well, I think we wanted to do that last time where one of us would have some stuff, yeah. you know, and we'd just yeah. sort of be telling the other person, right? And this, yeah. Our little formula here that we've this got going. is what is happening right now. But, you know, a lot of this is uh, new to me, too. So it's not like, you know, like I hadn't heard of her until just a couple of days ago. And I'm not saying that she's 
this particular person, this Regina Dugan lady, is, you know, calling all the shots. She's probably not. She's probably just a lieutenant in this thing. You she think, does what she's told. Do you think she knows what she's doing, though? Like, Do you think she's there knowing what her greater goal is? Or do you think she's just... Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't, you don't become a director of DARPA and not have some sort of a bead on what's happening okay. and why. So, you know... But I assure you, they don't have your best interests in mind, okay? <laughs> they don't. But here, oh, just real quick, I'm just going to go through some of the institutions. And again, this is just on Wikipedia. You can find this for yourself. Facebook, Google, as I said, DARPA. Rex, Red X Defense, I'm not sure what that is. Uh, Dugan uh, Ventures, NASA, and Caltech. So there's just, a, you know, yeah. some of her. Um, but just, you know, and of course, Google. Facebook, Amazon, all these things, um, which, according to this, she's not part of, but I find it hard to believe that, you know, in some capacity, she's not right. talking right. to the other executives or directors or engineers or whatever the hell they call themselves, you know, and, ma and making decisions as to where they're going to go because they all seem to be working together. There's all these DARPA connections. There's all these intelligence connections. It's just one big happy family. Yeah. It's like I was saying to Stephen uh, in a little conversation we were having last week. It's uh, it's all one big happy family. They just they you see them in everything. Once you start looking into who pay who financed this, you know, who who paid for that, right? Um, which would take me into another part of this too, which was the um, NGOs, non governmental organizations. Okay. And uh, like um, these think tanks, they show up in these freaking things too. Fucking things yeah. too. I'll do it. I'm doing it today, man. Hell I'm yeah. going for it, baby. I dig it. <laughs> so what now? What is this? NGO. NGOs, right? Like such as. Cause okay, so this pu I pulled this from another book that I'm reading right okay. now. This is one that Jason sent me, All right. and it's on the CIA. Goes into Operation Phoenix, Operation Condor, which took place in South America. Operation Phoenix was in uh, Vietnam, Vietnam era, just to kind of give you a time frame when that was running. Uh, you know, just more of the same old CA goes in, you know, install a dictator, disrupt some shit, you know, mess up, a, mess up an economy, kill a bunch of people with impunity. Anyway, I got off. What were we talking about? <laughs> NGOs. NGOs, right. Yeah. Non-governmental organizations. Right. And and they're basically just uh, organizations that are not supposed to be attached to the government, but kind of secretly are, right? Okay. So it'd be like people that are uh, billionaires that are loaded. Um, the think tank sort of situation's a little bit different, uh, but like NGOs or, or organizations, I guess you would say like maybe the WHO the World Health Organization, yeah, not the um, which you've heard a, a lot about recently yep. because of the who pandemic. Hello, oh, I saw that face making a face here. The pandemic, yeah, yeah. So you you, you have to believe because uh, they dictate a lot of uh, what's supposed what we're supposed to do as a society when something like this happens. And then they start, you know, sort of throwing in their other things, their other agenda, uh, bullet points, things they right. want to sort of do with a society, which is kind of what's happening along with it, 
right? But so the point of those is that they're not supposed to be uh, attached to the government, but they kind of are. It's kind of like yeah. movies that are financed, you know, by the Pentagon. You're like, why? Why are they? Why right. are these being financed? Well, there must be a reason for it. If the Pentagon, if tax dollars are being used to make a movie, right? And uh, just the connections between NGOs and the government, and people would have to, you know, sort of dig into those. I probably have some as examples here in all of my notes, but uh, I can't go to them right this second. Hey, it's okay. You're going. So, I got a burp. Oh, I thought you were okay. I wasn't about to vomit right then. I was just burping away from the microphone. (laughs) Professional. That I was so upset I was going to vomit. You get some cough buttons installed. Is that what they are? Yeah, little buttons, you know, radio guys have them. They, they, they hit it, and they <laughs> but you can't hear it. It just shuts the mic <laughs> nice. off. Nice. Yeah. yeah, we're not quite there yet. Nope. So burp away. But, you know, I would just say people need to read up on these uh, NGOs and, uh, you know, other government agencies that are so prominent. Yeah. You see them displayed nowadays. Uh, people that are giving these talks about where technology should go and, you know, what we should be doing and how we should be doing it. The Great Reset, you know, you hear that horse shit right now is going on. Explain that to me. The Great Reset? Yeah, I know I know, 100% what it is, but the listeners don't, so go ahead. Actually, I don't <laughs> know exactly what it means. Yeah, I don't either. But you have heard about I, it I have recently, not, right? I have not heard that ever, as far as I know. Well, like, you know, that Klaus Schwab guy was talking about it, you know, and you've heard... The new normal, right? Yeah. You've heard the new normal, yeah. that term. Mm-hmm. You notice how all of these uh, presidents and prime ministers and stuff kind of say the same thing. This is what we need to do now, the new normal, yeah, the, yeah. The, the great reset. That's okay. Changing things uh, in a way that they see that they should be changed. I mean, they're just that, passing along the message. Right. So that, okay. All right. I didn't know They're not really like, like the ones uh, making the decisions, I don't think. No. Usually the those ones guys you see on the TV, anyway. That's what, I'm, yeah. Usually those guys are not. They're just like the talking heads. Yeah. Exactly. It's like a news anchor. They're not right. reporting anything. I mean, they're not actually doing the investigative journalism. They're just reading the teleprompter. Yeah. Like local news goofballs, like these, you know, local idiots on local television. They just, they're just reading and collecting a paycheck. They're not. Right, digging into anything like is Don Dare still around? <laughs> I'm a restaurant guy. I have no clue what you're talking about. You're not familiar with Don Dare? No. Don Channel Six, I guess he was the guy that went to restaurants and gave like you know Don Dare. Don Dare. I love that name. Like Dale DeBone. You familiar with him? You familiar with Dale DeBone? Nope. All right. You're not Go- familiar with Don Dare? Google Dale DeBone. I will later. Yeah, you should. Everybody should. So, yeah, non-governmental organizations, very important. Yeah. So you said you said there was Operation Phoenix and Condor. Yeah. That's uh, on that book that I was uh, audio booking yeah. right now. And uh, it's pretty good. I actually had Phoenix on the list, the big list that yeah. I gave you. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I've added to quite a bit recently, actually. You need an updated version. Updated version, which I'll need to get to you. Yeah. Added Condor. Uh, but Phoenix was just, uh, like I said, you know, it's, uh, you know, I don't know how many people were killed 
<laughs> but lots in Vietnam. This is Pe- okay. People that were communists, I guess. Yeah. But not necessarily. Uh, they, you know, lots of intellectuals, people like maybe you and me that talk about these things openly in a platform such as this that goes out to people. They were, you know, abducted in the middle of the night and uh, assassinated or thrown into a prison cell or tortured, you know. Actually, um, like I said, Operation Condor, which took place in Central and South America, mostly South America, I think. It's like six or seven countries that was involved in that. That was um, basically the same thing under a new name, you know. But uh, so, let me let me ask you this, just to sort of change the topic a little bit. To something a little peppier, a little happier. If, if you had to pick a favorite conspiracy theory, what do you think it would be? Would it be like one of the one of your, you know? cover-up conspiracy, an assassination conspiracy, alien conspiracy. What do you mean? Like one that I may, you know, if I were to tell people that are new to this world that, that may be listening to this podcast and saying, what, where should I start? Because yeah. I have had people in conversations already. There you go. If you, if you had to say you're an expert on one. I, I'm not an expert on any of right, them. But I wouldn't it, attempt to say I'm an expert on any of the them. The most knowledgeable. Uh... Gosh, you know, I spent a lot of time on JFK, but would I say I'm the most knowledgeable? No, absolutely not. But I've got a pretty good idea, Uh, you know, just going off a lot of good researchers that spent many years working on that to say that I've got a pretty good idea of what happened there, you know? So you think it was. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just a guy, just a dude who was mad. (laughs) Yeah. One guy. Oh, one guy. In a window. In a window. Yeah. You know, that's all it was. No, absolutely not. That's absurd. Well. <laughs> you want to get into it now or you want to save that for like a whole special episode? Oh, well, if we're good. I mean, I'm I'm definitely not prepared to go deep into JFK, but. Right. Because like you were asking me. That's, that's another one of those that I, my knowledge on it is like. A mile wide, inch deep. JFK. Yeah, but that's my that's my knowledge with everything, really. Yeah, I started this whole thing, and maybe on that one, seven inches deep, eight inches deep. Okay, just because there's still a lot. I can listen to an interview or an old interview or a podcast, and I'll learn something new about it, something I didn't know. Yeah. So, but even even still, got a pretty good idea of you know, kind of. I feel pretty comfortable about what happened there, and the official story, as usual, the Warren Commission. Horseshit, like all those commissions and hearings and committees, you know, when somebody has to go testify at a hearing, nothing comes of it. It's nonsense. Yeah. Um, you know what the church committee is too, right? By the way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. What is it? You're a conspiracy theorist podcaster. No. See, this is what I was saying. I started this whole thing. You made it sound like I was way more knowledgeable than I really am, especially with this this whole side of it. I just know like the headlines. I know I know I've read a lot of headlines, a hell of a lot of you headlines. Stop after the yeah. And then I get yeah. Then I start reading them. Uh, all right, that's okay. 
Yeah, I'm going to go watch some Yellowstone. That's the point something. of this, Justin, is that we're all learning here. I know, and that's what I like about it. You are teaching right now. Yeah. Not just the, not just the listeners, but moi as well. Well, good. Yeah. So what were you saying? The, I don't what, know. the church church report? Church committee? Committee? Uh, you know, it was basically just uh, a committee that was uh, put together by Frank Church in the mid-70s to uh, investigate the intelligence agencies. Which, by the way, a funny thing about that, it was, like I said, mid-70s. I think 75-ish, somewhere in there. Funny thing about that was when that came about, nobody knew the NSA even existed until the church committee, from what I've read. So there's an agency that's sole purpose is to uh, surveil us, yeah. which obviously the CIA and everybody else does too, but that's supposed to be what their main objective is. Nobody even knew that that had existed for decades at that point. So that seems like one you'd want to keep <laughs> quiet. <laughs> right. Right. So Because their, their sole purpose is to investigate and uh, surveil their own population of yeah. the country that they're in, yeah. which is us right now and they are <laughs> snowden was uh nsa yeah. right didn't snowden wasn't he a, a, a low guy on the totem pole at- yeah sure i don't know <laughs> i know again i know the name i know that all this 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 is why we got to bring in a third party this whole side of it i'm just i'm just sitting back and letting you go he was a contractor or something right with, yeah and that's why he's you know he was basically just talking about the NSA and all of his stuff, what they're listening to, how right. they're compiling data and watching everything you do and recording everything mm-hmm. and data centers and collection centers all over the country. That that was Snowden's thing. Yeah. That is my knowledge. But you obviously know more. I don't. But well, I just I think that's that's who he was. I think that's what his his deal was 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 with the NSA. Yeah. Point being, we didn't even know they existed for many years. <laughs> The American people. Yeah. Well, so I need to brush up, obviously. And you're saying bring in a third person. I've got a, Maybe a couple people that are ready to I, go. I'm, I work with a guy who I want to bring in just to let you two have at it. Not argue, just talk. Just to, I would just sit back, have a diet soda, and listen to you two go. <laughs> And it would be fantastic. Yeah, and so, you know a couple of the dudes that I want to bring in. Just yeah, gotta do it. Gotta I know. get the okay from you, and we'll make it happen. Oh, don't put it all on me. <laughs> uh, just as I just as I'm looking at this here, because I wanted to get to it a second ago, uh, Operation Condor. J- just so you know, and again, it's taken many years. And uh, actually, there was a trial in Rome in 2019 that uh, they were actually put a couple of these people that were part of Operation Condor on trial and, and, and convicted them from their their crimes that they committed. These were basically just hit squads running just wild and crazy through uh, South America, all known to the CIA and us at the time. So they were basically allowed to do the things that they did and I think from what I've read, the estimates are that roughly sixty to 100,000 people were killed in these operations. Okay? 
Yeah. 60 to 100,000 people were murdered in cold blood. Right. In Operation Condor. And that's probably a low estimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, many hundreds of thousands more were jailed, all because they didn't have the same view. They didn't toe the party line. So if you had a dissenting view, these were known as subversives, right? Mm-hmm. So if you questioned something, you didn't like what something was due, maybe you started an organization at your college or wherever, guess what? Your ass was getting uh, nabbed in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. which is a lot of the times what they did. And I just wanted to read, um, this was going on in like Argentina, Bolivia, Brazil, Chile, Paraguay, Uruguay, and uh, was supported by the United States of America. Look at that. Uh, training and, and stuff was done by the CIA. You know, these groups were trained by us to go down and do these things. And sort of essentially this kind of operated late 60s to the to the 80s, roughly. That's kind of the time period. And so, like I said, just recently, a couple of years ago, already still having trials about this stuff, uh, convicting some of these guys. This would have been like Pinochet was a dictator. Yeah. And uh, he was allowed to just basically do whatever he wanted. Hmm. And uh, that's... When, when did you say this? In the 80s? Is that what you said? 60s to the 80s. 60s so to the 80s. Really okay. running hot in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, again, this all kind of falls under the realm of conspiracy theory just because most people don't know about this history. Right. Which, by the way, I'm just going to mention it here. Stumbled across another good podcast. And it's called uh, History or Conspiracy. And it's a lot of old interviews and stuff. Really good. I would recommend people uh, locating that podcast and listening to it. Because a lot of the shit that was going on in the 60s and the 70s and the 50s is still happening today. Where people can start investigating something, looking into something, and their life gets ruined. They get discredited. Um, Even, uh, you know, know, public people, personalities... uh, people that had like talk shows and stuff. One yeah. that I was looking into and stumbled across with that podcast was a guy by the name of Mort Saul. And, uh, you know, he started looking into the JFK assassination. Mort Saul. Mort Saul, yeah. Wow. He was a comedian. That sounds, that sounds like a funny name. And it's his real name. Yeah. That's not his showbiz name, just his name. You should watch some of his uh, interviews and stuff and listen to some of his. Yeah. Uh, I have to. On, on YouTube, but uh, this was a this was an interview. This one in particular was from the late '60s, just prior to Jim Garrison's uh, the trial for Clay Shaw was about to take place. Because I think he mentions it. He's like, "Yeah, I think that trial's about to kick off in a week or two or something like that." So sounds good, good audio. It's very easy to listen to. Some of them to listen to, you know, it's very hard to hear. So you kind of get turned off when you're trying to listen to somebody an old crappy yeah. interview from the '60s. But right. this one was great. And uh, just since I'm talking about him now, he had an interview show, had a talk show kind of a situation or a late night show. Mm-hmm. And after the assassination took place, he got into it. He felt he was being lied to and started bringing a lot of people on his show. And ultimately, his career was ruined, uh, as tends to happen. They, they try to defame you, you know? Right. And that's what happened to to Mort. I mean, he continued on, you know, and eventually I guess his career sort of picked up steam again when other people, you know, 
most people started to see like, hey, maybe something's yeah. not right with this. Maybe you know he wasn't. Yeah, maybe it is kind of odd that all of these people that were trying to change things in the '60s uh, for the better civil rights leaders and things were all assassinated within like a five to seven year time period. Yeah. Maybe they weren't all just killed by lone gunmen. Maybe yeah. there's something to it, you know? Mm-hmm. He actually went down and helped Jim Garrison too. He actually helped on his investigation when it uh, was, was, was taking place there and sort of um, joined his team. In some of his interviews, it sounded like he was trying to, well, I went down there and I helped him, you know, do this or that. Like he's almost kind of trying to take credit for some of yeah. his stuff but and i think mort's actually still alive so but uh you know anyway yeah very interesting interview uh history or conspiracy there podcast i was just gonna ask what it was called again i just i discovered a new podcast as well it's it, it's it's more along the comedy lines but they they talk about a lot of this stuff that we're talking about too have you ever heard of this the sofa king podcast never heard of it but apparently it's pretty popular huh but it's really good like they talked about a lot of different conspiracies and even just weird stuff. like nicholas cage was an episode <laughs> and that, there's a lot of stuff i didn't know steven seagal was an episode a lot of stuff i didn't steven know seagal about that. is a creep yep i learned that that's the big sure. one about steven seagal is he's a real creep and he's a liar yeah yeah <laughs> i've listened they, to a lot of things about him not from them but right uh, i'm assuming they're pulling from what i've probably listened yeah, to as well i'm sure yeah but it's very interesting. All their podcasts, and it's and it's very funny too. But uh, they brought one. Speaking of conspiracies, they brought one up. Have you ever heard? Have you ever looked into the Denver Airport conspiracy? Yeah, like really looked into it and all, like the blue no. horse and all that. Uh, mile wide, inch deep on that one for sure. Well, we gotta do something on that underground base. I know that's part of it. It's in the shape of a swastika part. Like, like it's one of the things underground. They went. I've like, been through that airport. Me too. But and that mural is very weird. It's gone now, though, apparently. What? They got rid of it. Because everybody was like, what is this I freaking think so. thing? I think, I think they said something like the, one of the art director or whoever died or they got replaced. And then the other guy was like, Jesus, get rid of this thing. It doesn't look like something you should see in an airport. It, looked, it was frightening. I looked it up and it was like. I remember walking past it, and yeah. not even knowing at the time what that there was supposed to be anything attached to it but just walking past it and being like yeah what in the hell is this yeah why would you paint this in an airport why would this be isn't this supposed to be like fun happy you know i mean flying's already miserable as hell anyway so maybe like an uplifting scene not like uh soldiers of death like marching across like children (laughs) dying and yeah weird stuff it's a weird installation for a for an airport yeah yeah, just and the horse is weird too because it's, it's a, got those. It's a blue giant blue horse with glowing red <laughs> eyes. <laughs> it's, it's, was, it's, yeah. it's weird, no matter which way you look at it. And the guy that built it, the guy that designed it, was putting it together. The head fell off the horse while they were putting it together. It killed the guy that, the artist that made it. What the hell? Yeah, that's all so weird. Gargoyles. They that went is, way over budget supposedly on building, and they're and instead of just being like uh forget it or let's let's demolish we'll start new they uh, you know what we'll just bury it and we'll build on top of it so all those things are still there underground like that is fact really yeah they do like luggage quote luggage transport and stuff like but really what's under there who knows 
but underground base. Yep. Underground something. Safe house for the the rich, the elite. Yeah. High altitude. So they get up there and they got their own little place up there. But they went into it a lot deeper than I like I I've never really looked into it. And then I started to after I listened to that podcast and damn, what a weird place. So it just goes to show is what I'm saying. It's a lot of stuff you never even think to look into because it sounds ridiculous. The Denver Airport conspiracy, it's crazy. Yeah, and, uh, you know, is it legit, you know? But it gets Some things like that can is. get grouped into, you know. Right. It could be another example of that. I'm always curious about where these things originate from, you yeah. know? Yeah. I mean, just walking past that mural, that painting, you know, that was always associated with it and things that I would seen online. So mm-hmm. gave some sort of like, you know, validity to like, maybe there is something weird about this place. <laughs> you yeah. know, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? But, uh, yeah. It's a crazy, crazy world we're living in is what we're trying to get at, I think. Yeah, and it's uh, just, it's lies. It's lies and treachery. Yeah. But uh, just, I mean, going back to that. Um, I'm sorry, I got. No, 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 no. That's what we're that. talking about. We're talking about conspiracy right. theory. So, but like things that aren't uh, was the operation, the Condor thing, in the in the Phoenix. Uh, they had like uh, when they would get rid of people, they had these things called death flights. These are just some interesting facts about Operation Condor. Yeah, let's hear them. And uh, so, like you know, they would load people up on a plane and and just drop them over the rainforest or over a mountain range or out in the ocean all the dissidents you just said you didn't want to get off <laughs> right you know just not if, if no they thanks. didn't if they didn't just take you up and throw you off the plane and they had regular flights by the way they did this like twice a week or even even more i think i read twice a week um they would tell the people which is kind of pertinent nowadays, I guess, because they would tell the people that, uh, you know, I guess they were going to be sending them somewhere else, getting them out of the country because of their activities. Yeah. And um, I guess they would, you know, vaccinate them is what they told them they were going to be doing. But they would basically just dope them up. And then once everybody was fully doped but still alive, all they had to do was just throw them off the planes. Mm Mm-hmm. So they would tell all these people, yeah, we're shipping you out. You're being, you know, I guess taken to another country. And, uh, you know, you're we're getting ready to hear. And uh, they would just uh, vaccinate them mm-hmm. and then uh, just chuck them out of the plane over the ocean. And also, like I said, the, the, the jungles. So here. you're getting taken care of either way. Without a parachute right. is the point I'm trying to make. Right, here. right, right. And they did this regularly, routinely. But they also tortured the hell out of them, too. And I was just looking at the some of my notes here. I was trying to find, because I'd actually sent all this to Stephen, too, in uh, that com- conversation we were having this yeah. past week about this, because uh, they did a lot of torture. And that, that torture's... Uh, again, this is basically the same operation that was run in Vietnam. So this is a different name. Condor, Phoenix. They did the same thing. But they would rape them, you know. And uh, the author of that book, uh, I think his name is uh, something Valentine, Douglas Valentine. He 
he talks about a lot of that and goes into detail. I'm only nine chapters in, and it's quite depressing. Yeah. What's, uh, it, what's it called? Uh, th- th- this is the book. Yeah. Doc. I'm I, sorry. I thought you had it right there. I do somewhere. Ah, don't worry about it. You know what? We'll post it in the old show notes. Yeah, it's right here. CIA has organized crime, how illegal operations corrupt America and the world. Douglas Valentine. There you go. So I did have it handy. But, uh, yeah, so that was a couple of those things. Just going over the um, interesting connections there. Those, there's lots of those though. There's, there's so many of those. We couldn't possibly get all that into one episode of this podcast. No. I, I think a lot of the uh, documents about that were retrieved from something they they eventually called the Archives of Terror, which had to do with Operation Condor. Hmm. And I want to think that they were was one of those situations where they were sort of like. Uh, a place was broken into or something was stolen again, you know, and they yeah. just sort of uncovered a lot of these things or, you know, the operation had been dead essentially for, for, for a few years and uh, journalists s- s- started prying, started digging into it. Yeah. And then that's how they found what would ultimately become the archives of terror. They just seemed to keep notes on all the murdering and slaughtering that they did. Jesus. You think, I don't know. You think you'd, you'd keep that stuff a little little more guarded yeah and i think these were found in like some obscure police station somewhere in a country that you know was again associated with it but uh i'd have to read into that exactly but i think it was basically something like that it's ridiculous like this how they lose stuff like that or just they just don't like the the moon land and something with the the original video of it is the film is gone. Is gone. The film's yeah. gone. Like, yeah. How the hell do you lose that? <laughs> it's supposed to be like the biggest achievement yeah. of mankind. What the hell? And you've lost. And that. Which is what causes these things and to that, happen. I was just going to say, that feeds right into the. Is that we talking about conspiracies? Like, yeah. yeah. The fact that the original's lost. Oh, yeah, it was hoax then. Because you, you don't have the. Do you, did you not care? Yeah. <laughs> about the original? Yeah. You'd think that'd be like a national treasure. Yeah. You would yeah. think. So really, that's what you know makes people question what's going on, yeah. a lot of times, because there's you know that just seems like a really stupid mistake. You send somebody to the moon, yeah, and then you lose the footage. I know it's like it's like a stupid mistake. Like you would you would expect that at like Best Buy or something, but the government. You think the government is like NASA? We like to think that they have. Um, the best of the best. <laughs> exactly. Of the best. Sir. Working With on. With honors. Yes. Yeah. Working on these things. But, no, uh, some you know, it's, uh, I like to say that a conspiracy, something like killing the president or something can't happen because too many people would know, and that's bullshit. One thing you have to know when you start researching, like, uh, intelligence agencies, of which there are many, uh, compartmentalization, compartmentalization, <laughs> yeah, uh, is is a huge thing. Okay, so like, you can have a lot of these people that run things, operations, uh, projects. Th- they essentially are off on their own, and they may have someone above them 
in a very important position that sort of protects them right. and allows them to do their job, whatever their job is. So it's like uh, plausible deniability, I guess, mm-hmm. where if somebody has to go and talk on something because he's this, he or she is the CIA director or the director of some agency, they have to go to a hearing and give a talk. Did you know this was taking place if something ever leaked out or whatever? They can honestly say that they didn't know. Right. I think there's some right. of that that goes on. I think there's definitely some, a lot of cases where they just, they don't want to know. Right. 100%. So like, uh, I think a good example of that is, uh, I've actually got two good examples of that. One is the USS Liberty when that was attacked by Israel. Okay. So like the six day war was going on. Pretty much that was an operation between Mossad and probably James Angleton, who you should look up some shit on this guy. He was a, he looks like you're just, you know, typical 60s, 70s, dead eyed CIA, you know, officer yeah. sort of character, super thin, you know. James Angleton? James Angleton. Yeah. See if you can find a picture yeah, of, uh, of him right now. But, like, he was and could have been, I'm not saying that he was, uh, sort of directed from the top to do what he did in planning this operation to sink the USS Liberty and bring us into the Six-Day War. Yeah, he looks, he's very, very Bond villainish. Very. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He, he was a huge piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, like so many others. Because... Um, you know, like when the ship was attacked and stuff, mm-hmm. they did everything in their power and they knew that it was our ship and we're supposed to be allies. And if you know, we're supposed to be allies with Israel. Yeah. And, uh, but the point was to sink the ship and blame it on Egypt and then bring us into the six day war that was happening. Didn't happen because they couldn't sink the ship. They tried torpedo boats. They hit it with, I think they even hit it with napalm. They flew out with helicopters. They were going to have like a whole crew of uh, mercenaries basically go onto the ship and kill everybody on the crew. But the sailors, a couple of them, as they were getting fired at by the fighter jets, um, were able to establish communications long enough to get out an SOS. Just long enough to get an SOS because they had already hit their masts with their communications and mm-hmm. stuff. And they were just able to get out an SOS to the fleet, which was four or 500 miles away. And they were going to scramble some jets, send them over. Jets got called back, I think, by McNamara, who was the guy who was kind of the in charge of the whole Vietnam debacle. Mm-hmm. And uh, Johnson was, of course, president at the time. And, uh, you know, they just protected Israel in the operation. Yeah. As it failed. So that's a good example of, you know, I guess it was basically a false flag. People are listening to this, probably are familiar with the term false flag, what a false I'd flag attack so. is. Yeah. You know, could, Pearl Harbor could have arguably been a, a, a false flag. There's lots of examples of those, too, where you just basically, you don't necessarily have to be part of whatever the operation is, but you can just let it happen. Right. Right? Right. But it's theorized that James Angleton was, you know, one of the masterminds of the USS Liberty attack. Mm -hmm. And another example of that, um, 
where were we talking about earlier was the the two examples there was just going to be like uh, the uss liberty is one and then um i was talking about the cia and um this guy by the name of Sidney gottlieb which i hadn't mentioned earlier but it was basically just the uh the, the syphilis uh, or he was the mk ultra guy but that was that's, that falls into the realm of conspiracy theory too a lot of people don't even know about the tuskegee syphilis experiments yeah and the fact that they actually did the same thing in guatemala so the guatemala syphilis experiments were also you know all these things fall un- into the category of conspiracy theory right and that's dangerous uh, but you know, Sidney Gottlieb and stuff was uh, was an interesting character too. He was the uh, CIA MK Ultra mind control guy. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a crazy story. Yeah, the fact that that actually and that's real, known. But again, fact. If you were to bring it up in a restaurant, the room would go quiet. Yeah, because you'd sound like a nut job. Yeah. He actually uh, I mean, testified to the church committee too, and he was allowed to give a pseudonym. He did. He was. He was. <laughs> they didn't even have to give his real uh, name, so he could hide his identity. What was it? Uh, I don't know if he had it. I was hoping it was something. No, something I humorous. I don't. I don't have <laughs> Jack me off or something <laughs> like that. No, I don't have his. Uh, I don't have his uh, name handy here. I don't think hey, it doesn't matter. I was just. I thought you had it right there. You were looking at it. Wait a minute. Nope. Yep. Oh, boy. Well, these stupid pages, every time I try to bring them up, they, um, retirement. Uh, Joseph Schneider. Scheider. Joseph Scheider. All right. Yeah. So October 7th, 1975, Gottlieb testified before the church committee under an alias. See, uh, that's an example of someone being protected also. I've read that he was protected, so he was allowed to basically do what he did. And his mission with the MK Ultra program, or mind control program, was to, and I think I read this right, quote, learn how to destroy a human mind. Yeah, and th- that's what that whole thing was, right? And then the, uh, what was what was the end game of that? I just, of MK Ultra? Yeah, I just did a whole thing about it i just i just mind control that was it i thought there was yeah a whole but that's that goes a lot of ways right i don't know i, I forget i even said anything again again <laughs> that goes a lot of ways into what you could do with that make an assassin yeah there was something the objective was to do that damn it i think certain people would probably say that they never fully achieved that but i don't believe that really i don't believe that they didn't they weren't able to learn how to control somebody's mind. Right. Did they learn how to destroy a mind? Absolutely. 100%. Uh, because uh, a couple of the books that I've, I've read where they talk about, you know, they were dosing people with LSD. Mm-hmm. And they would dose prisoners. Yeah. And use prisoners. And uh, I think he had dosed people upwards of 70 times over the course of a week. Okay. Yeah. That destroys a human mind. Yeah. And, and he was, was like allowed large to amounts too, right? Like over the recommended amount. They would shoot him up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So they were Well, that was the whole point of the whole thing. Right. And then other other methods that he used, um, which I'm not completely familiar with, but other than the fact that they I think also at one point they they purchased all of the L S D that existed on the earth at one time. Yeah. 
Also, I read stories they would, as you would at work, you know, put salt in somebody's coffee as a little prank. They would prank each other with their LSD. So the the lab guys would be uh, fucking freaking out. With their various drugs, yeah. cocktails. They're, they're, ha, uh, funny prank. He's losing his mind right now. Yeah, he got really good at uh, developing poisons, too. Yeah. Um, he developed poisons for, I guess, agents that could be in the field that could possibly be captured or interrogated. Mm-hmm. That they could, because I've, I've read that they, they talked about certain ways, like coins and stuff. They could hide them insides of coins and just minuscule amounts could kill you in minutes. And these were a lot of poisons that Sidney Gottlieb uh, had uh, developed hmm. in his research. So, I mean, he's like pulling bladders out of little critters and things, you know, and enzymes and things that, yeah. well, wow. it was all him. He was a, he was the mastermind of all that stuff. And, uh, you know, was allowed to do this for decades. So I think, you know, says he retired from the CIA in 72. I think this MKUltra thing started in the 50s. So yeah. ran for at least about 20 years. And again, that falls into the realm of conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. This guy existed. You can Google him or you can duck, duck, go him. You can read his wiki page. Um, he was very secretive, obviously, very private. Yeah. And, you know, wanted to hide. There, I think there was a famous sort of uh, MK Ultra uh, file burning party they had. I mean, we don't know, obviously, the full extent which he operated and the things that he did to people and the operations that he ran. But I think he also shows up in um, Tom O'Neill's book, Chaos, or at least people that worked uh, with him and had something to do with the MKUltra program because that, again, is the whole premise of the Chaos book was that, you know, Manson was, you know, in some way part of that program because he was visiting a doctor in San Francisco that had something to do with it. Yeah. Again, it's this. Uh, you want to, you know, you don't want to do guilt by association. But if this guy's running this, I mean, let's cut the shit here. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway. And yeah. No, I'm just, I'm just trying to look up like a, like a nice. What's a, what's a good top ten? Let's go top five conspiracy theories. So I'm trying to find here. Just like a something. It could be anything, right? Yeah. What are the most popular? Bigfoot. Big, is, see, that's what I was going to ask you earlier. Is Bigfoot a conspiracy? Yeah, but, you know, it's uh, it's always talked about in conspiracy circles. Like, in the world of conspiracy theory, Bigfoot existing is one of them. It's like, like Nessie? Would that be a conspiracy? Yeah. I mean, it's it, all these things kind of fall into that category of you can't prove it or nobody has I yet. I think so. with a conspiracy, to me... It feels like there's got to be some somebody that has somebody has to benefit and is trying to hide or control something. A cover up. There you go. That's yeah. But like Bigfoot, to me, that's just like a. I don't know, like just a like a, a odd thing, but nobody's really trying to cover it up, or. No, they're not trying to cover it up, but it's just whether or not it's actually, it, it's real. Yeah. Whether Bigfoot exists. Um, you know. All right. Verifiable um, versus non-verifiable. There we go. That's what I've got in my notes. Yeah, there you go. Uh, textbook definition. A conspiracy theory is an explanation 
for an event or situation that invokes a conspiracy by sinister, powerful groups. Okay. Often political in motivation. Quote, when other explanations are more probable. They want to throw in Occam's razor, you know, yeah. when you talk about is a conspiracy. It, what's, what's that? The, the simplest thing is probably the... Yeah. Is the problem-solving principle that entities should not be multiplied without necessity, or more simply, the simplest explanation is usually the right yeah. one. Okay. Uh, that's one way of looking at it. Yeah. You know, it was just a guy, you know, that was uh, pissed off and wanted to shoot the president in the head and just got a rifle, a $25 rifle from but the 1940s. A, he was a military sharpshooter. <laughs> he wasn't, but okay. <laughs> they want to say all these things. Maybe he wasn't. He defected to Russia, which he did, married a Russian girl. Came back over here, uh, paid for by the government, by the way. He was, you know. Yeah. Let's just ignore all of that stuff. You can't You can't even go down. Okay. So, like, I would tell people right now, you have questions about what's going on now. I would say go and dig into the past and start with the JFK assassination. You've had six decades worth of people researching it to give you lots of good information yeah um and and i would say you could even you could even just sort of start with looking at lee harvey oswald first because they like to portray these lone nut characters as goofballs idiots he wasn't you know he wasn't just a goofball and an idiot and a clown he worked in intelligence early on in his military career um, hard to say what he thought was going on that day, if he yeah. was even there. Oh. What operation he may have thought he was part of. Maybe he thought he was there to protect the president in some capacity. Maybe he thought he was infiltrating a group that was trying to kill the president and he was the good guy. One thing's for certain, he didn't fire a shot that day. Didn't even fire a shot? More than likely, no. Okay. But, uh, you know, how he got the job at, uh, you know, that that factory there, or not factory, but that warehouse, the timing of all these things, I would, I would definitely tell people to go down the JFK rabbit hole. Yeah. If you're new to conspiracy theory, start there, because it, it's going to tell you so much about the way things work in your government. And in the world, you know. Yeah. Marilyn Monroe didn't just OD, okay? These people don't... <laughs> these stories are all such bullshit. They're such... You know, we've had so much time now to look back and say, eh, yeah, she was kind of banging all these Kennedy boys and, uh, you know. Yeah. What about uh, Princess Diana? That's another one. Yeah. It's a big one. I would say they probably whacked her just because she they, they felt that she was maybe uh running her mouth a little bit too much you know yeah and i don't think they liked who she was associating with who right. her boyfriend what was his name i don't i don't remember i haven't even read the up billionaire on guy and, yeah i think that was a problem too yeah um so but yeah definitely start with the jfk you know assassination go into the past a lot of things have come to light over the years you know and you new can, shit has come to light. 
has come to light. <laughs> That's from uh, Big Lebowski, right? Oh, yeah. New information. Yeah. A lot of ins, a lot of outs. Yep. Would OJ be a conspiracy? Probably not. It wouldn't. No, nobody was covering anything up there? It's not, uh, you know, he wasn't really in a position of real prominence to change <laughs> well, anything in regards to, like, you know, John F. Kennedy was, you know, president. Well, I think he may have actually been the last president, too. Or the last one in recent history, we'll say the last 120 or so years, that was uh, got inside and legitimately tried to stop things yeah, and sort of started to resist, you know, to his detriment. Well. Would be my would be my guess so yeah my whole thing with the jfk nah, i don't know what i'm talking about I'll just forget it go ahead. <laughs> no go ahead no your whole thing with it is what no it's stupid it's how many books have you consumed on the jfk first let me ask you this how many books have you consumed <laughs> you on like the actual books yeah where it's got to be where somebody has spent years researching the topic, interviews, hundreds if not thousands, oh. devoted their life to it and written a book. Well, how many how many have you read personally? Uh, over the years, I don't know, probably cl- close to zero. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think. Yeah. 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 And this is and that's a big thing cuz like I said, you know, if you go down that JFK rabbit hole, you know, there's 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 authors that you know, they tow the, the party line and give you the official story. Uh, yeah, which is just the, what, I, with all with those that type of book, I get very, very nonfiction. Well, some nonfictions are, but I don't know. It seems like it's very one sided for sure, which it is. And then I just get, I don't want to say bored because I'm not bored by it. I just find myself get to, I get to the end of the page and I'm thinking about what's for dinner or whatever you know it, 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 they they can never hold my attention I'm but thinking about I'm know, a, what's for dinner right now well me too I am a moron when it comes to reading books about stuff like that I'm more of a documentary my eyeballs and ears take it in way yeah. better than well, that's why, uh, you know, audiobooks are so good now. Podcasts, because you have so many uh, people that are doing good podcasts. Yeah. And uh, like us. <laughs> and uh, sort of, uh, you know, breaking down all the information and giving you the, the key points. Yeah. Things you really need to know. Because, you know, as you read a book, you know, you got to you gotta kind of go through all that stuff. And it doesn't it necessarily important to the bigger picture so you have to kind of dig through it you know what i mean yeah yeah and a lot of people don't necessarily want to do that tension spans have been certainly sort of you know that's probably by design too everything's got to be given to you in like a few seconds or you don't give a shit about it whatever it is let me tell you they have gotten me with that for sure you're there when it comes to reading yeah but hey what are you gonna do huh that's what I, that's what you're here for. You're here, so you you do the reading, and I'll ask dumb questions. I do the reading. What do you think? I do it all. You're the comic relief. 
We established this Please. long ago. I don't even. I've been failing one time after another on this thing. Um. So yeah, like, I we we jump around. We're jumping around yeah. a little bit here. You know, I have these. I tried to make like a bullet point sort of a thing, but then I'm looking at the bullet point that I made. Bullet points that I put together. It was like three months ago, so it's way off from what I've been reading now and the way I kind of yeah. wanted to design this thing the way I wanted it to go or way I, you know. I'm sorry. Keep it on track. It's okay. But earlier, we, much earlier in the thing, we had mentioned talking about like NGOs, but yeah. also just like uh, other like uh, think tanks. And did I ever send you anything on, on Club of Rome? Did you ever read anything on that? You sent it to me? But I was at work. However, and then I, by the time I got home, I forgot all about it. Oh, fuck. son of a bitch! You did, you did. Hey, you did your part. It's me. That is not. But I mean, what is it? Ah, see, there you go. Just under its uh, under its uh, description on Wikipedia, it says non-profit NGO. Once again, NGO being non-governmental organization, but it's not. That's, uh, don't believe that. In fact, when it says NGO, just know that it is a GO. <laughs> Basically, because they're funding and they're money. Always follow the money, you know? Yeah. And, and this one was, uh, was created in 1968. Uh, the point of talking about the Club of Rome and others like it, because there are so many, you wonder, like, this one's, you know, was created by like David Rockefeller, among others. See some other names here. Uh, Alexander King, not sh familiar with him. I think we're all familiar with David Rockefeller and the Rockefellers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Sa Sandra Dixon, uh, Doctor Manfelia Raphael. I'm gonna butcher these names. Point being, uh, this was created in, in the late '60s. And uh, they, you wonder, is it like just, it's, those are the, I think there's a lot of money people behind it, Rockefeller being one of the money people, but they put scientists on their payroll, okay? So like a non-governmental organization uh, is created, it's got scientists on its panel, it's think, it's like a think tank, and then they ultimately, later down the road, like they wrote a couple of books, published a few books, one in 72 or one in the 70s after they had been around for a few years. And I think their main thing was on overpopulation, global warming. Um, the, the conspiracy behind this particular group would be that they sort of invented climate change and global warming, right? Yeah. To sort of um, dictate their own policies. And this is something that, you know, a lot of people don't know about this group. I'd never heard of this group until recently. Been around for a long time. Yeah. And uh, they sort of put people on their group and their payroll. And, of course, they're going to come to the conclusions that they want them to come to. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, if uh, David Rockefeller's funding this thing and paying your bills and he wants you on his... Uh, in his think tank to come up with something that he thinks is happening or... A lot of people at the top, overpopulation, 
eugenicists. Yeah. You've probably seen a lot of that recently. Oh, yeah. People yeah. talking about that. Mm-hmm. They don't like the serfs. They want just enough peasants to pull the knobs and push the buttons and, yeah. you know, yeah. to do the jobs that, you know. Right. Uh, Ted Turner, you know, he's a big guy who's been quoted many times talking mm-hmm. about there needs to be billions of people gone, right? Yeah. Isn't Bill, Bill Gates behind that? Isn't he all for that or something? Yeah. Overpopulation. Yeah. Which, it let's face it, it is a problem. Right. <laughs> so, they, 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 but they want to Thanos it. Right. And just, yeah. Yeah, he was a lawyer for uh, Planned Parenthood, but they assume that Bill Gates' father was also, could have been more in a more, like on a board or something with Planned Parenthood, yeah. um, in more of a capacity that was a little more in charge of things and dictating policy and stuff, I guess. Yeah. But for sure, he was a lawyer. And I assume their uh, law firm had something to do with, uh, you know, protecting Planned Parenthood. And it's theorized, uh, you know, that Planned Parenthood was sort of an organization created to help keep a certain population under control. Yeah. The I can't remember the lady's name that started it, but she was a known eugenicist. Okay. A lot of her writings and stuff still exist. She was Hmm. pretty open about it. And so they're putting him with that group, which he was part of, or is part of, yeah, or was when he was, you know, still a lawyer. I guess he doesn't need to work anymore. Nope. His nope. <laughs> son being as rich as he is, but he was already well off anyway. Yeah. As a lawyer. But these types of groups like Club of Rome, and you just, there's so many think tanks, uh, alliances, organizations you know i would just encourage people to look at their boards okay and look at where they get their funding and always follow the money look where the money's coming from yeah john birch society uh i've seen that one several times you know and you go back to like even freemasons Mm -hmm. freemasonry um so lots of conspiracies you know around all of those different groups because we don't know what they are we don't know really what they do Um, yeah i said john birch society i was just gonna say i've never heard that but i just know that i've seen it before you know is it intellectuals just jerking each other's egos off or is there more to it is that how you jerk an ego that little hand motion you were just yeah okay it's exactly how i do it (laughs) and it could be it could just be that your bilderbergs your Bohemian Grove could just be a little resort up there yeah. for a bunch of old perverts to go and, uh, you know. Jerk each other's egos. Yeah. But with uh, revelations like your Epsteins and stuff yeah. coming to light with blackmail operations, kitty uh, pedophilia type situations, mm-hmm. you have to think there's probably something more to it. This is, uh, I'm reading up on the John Birch Society. Yeah. Just far right politics, it says. Uh, Paleoconservatism, anti-communism. They always say that they're anti-communist. Yeah, they, uh, come on. So, yeah, again, created by businessman and founder Robert Welch in 1899. That's just the John Birch Society, but the Club of Rome. There's different ones of those too, and they all have scientists on their board. And what I've read, they sort of, you know, this could be controversial invented global warming 
because yeah. what do you do when you create something like that? You can then sort of take it any way you want to. And they have a lot of people that ultimately give advice to the government and their agencies mm-hmm. or basically tell them things and dictate policy and you know could be a problem yeah for sure and there's tons of them i was gonna say something before you brought up the john birch society but for the life of me i can't remember what it is i'm sorry it was it was another organization oh well there's like you said there's tons of them yep yeah what's one more on the list I I couldn't even begin to. Yeah, like, yeah. But they always do that, though. Like I guess because you're so rich, you just have nothing to do. So I'm gonna make an organization or an alliance. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And we're just gonna sit around here, and you know, I don't like a lot of people, so I'm gonna get these scientists on my board here to say that we need less people, and that humans are creating this particular problem be very easy to do 100 percent, because they have credentials yeah all doctors whatever in their respective fields you can basically get them to say and do what you want mm-hmm. and it's not that far-fetched no to you know to think that humans are causing all the problems so you're like, yeah. we do cause problems yeah i can see that for sure he's right correct we think about bill gates owning the most farmland of any one man Probably not a good idea. What's going on there? Conspiracy. He just wants to own all the farmland. See, I would too, though. That's have the, control but, but over that's, the food. <laughs> see, I wouldn't want that. I would just want to own the land. Be very John Dutton of me, but uh, that's just me. Hard to say where that one's going, man. I know. And that, that's so that having this guy come in at work, if he gets here, get him started on Bill Gates. Is he He's a... a Anti Bill Gates. Bill Gates aficionado. I don't know. He just he gets riled up. Just bring up Bill Gates. He'll get riled up. Bill Gates and Bill Nye is another guy that he gets <laughs> so upset about. It's incredible. Two biggest conspiracies: so, Bill Nye and Bill Gates. To him, I guess because of the um, Bill Nye being uh, pushing science. As a religion, which I've seen a lot of recently, like you, like, uh, you know, you just really questioning things is where the conspiracy becomes a problem. Yeah. Is where they don't want people sort of questioning things. See that now in what's going on with the vaccines and the pandemic stuff going on. Like, you know, I have not been vaccinated. Get but I am not anti-vax. So there's many levels to this thing. Like I've said right. before, if I'm going right, right, to right. the Congo, man, I'm going to get the yellow fever yeah. vaccine. I'm going to get the malaria shot. Don't you worry. It's just the way this particular thing has rolled out and all of the other things attached to it. Um, which a lot of people are, are reporting on now. You know, all these sort of draconian, authoritarian uh, things that are happening and how it's uh and and not just like the pandemic stuff obviously going global and the things that they need to you know lock down yeah but also the other things where these organizations are dictating globally 
things are happening, not just in the U.S. or not just in Italy or not just wherever, but globally. So you have this world order sort of mm-hmm. forming here, which is what people are concerned about. Yeah. You know, and uh, just being able to question the science of certain things, you know, is is becoming a problem. So I guess conspiracy theories or conspiracy uh, minded people, you know, are just worried. Yeah. Oh boy, are they. Because there's so much bullshit that we've been talking about for the past couple hours. There's so many lies. Everything's a lie. And there's been so much dark shit taking place. Yeah. There's a reason why people have questions and concerns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just I just don't like it when people get shitty about it and angry. Right yeah, I mean, gate. I don't want to, like, waste time trying to debate shit. Everybody's got their point of view. Everybody's got their opinion. You're not going to convince somebody. Never. That's never going to happen. I think right. that's what everybody's going for. Debating stuff. What a waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, To me, it's, it's fun to talk about. Have a dialogue. Think about. I'm not ever going to try to change somebody's mind. But hey, that's just me. And you. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just, I spend a good deal of time reading up on this stuff. And uh, unless you have also, uh, you're not going to tell me any different. You're just not. Because I've seen and read too much at this point to where I don't, I don't believe I'm just not going to believe it, if, especially right. if it's coming from some sort of um, mainstream source. It's just not right. going to happen to right. me. Yeah. If you haven't, if you don't, ha- if you don't have at least five books under your belt, the JFK assassination alone, you can fuck off because I, I, you don't know what you're talking about. If you're if you're parroting like mainstream nonsense, identity politics, and anything else they can throw out there to create division and cause people to you know, point their fingers everywhere else but where they really need to. If you're not talking about any of these things, you're an idiot and you don't know what you're talking about and you're wasting my time. And if anybody else that's listening to this should ever spend any time reading up on these things themselves, you'll think the exact same thing. You'll stop wasting your time with these mm-hmm. pointless arguments that go nowhere and have nothing to do with anything. <laughs> You get that guy today, Justin. Yeah, I like it. I get more like myself when we get into these topics. Oh, uh, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. I haven't gone full rant yet, but... Uh, we'll get there, though. That's yeah. that's what I wanted this to be from the get-go. It's just, just me saying maybe three, four words, and then the Josh tirade. You think you can comes uh, out. go off on your own here for a few minutes while I uh, no. go to the bathroom? No, this is a partnership. Well, we have been going for two hours now. Well, what Just do you wanna, say? Let's, how about we, we call this like conspiracy theory chit chat or something, and we'll then we'll part one, part one, and then we'll come back to it. Maybe we'll do a couple episodes. We'll come back part two. I like it. Let's right. do this as a part one. Covered a lot of information. Yeah. Uh, and we'll do a part two. Yeah, I dig it. All right, so you go. Pee. I'm just gonna give them all the stuff. Email. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So you know, it's across the board. Terribly vexed podcast at terribly vexed podcast on twitter email gmail terribly vexed podcast 
at gmail.com. Yeah, and a guy contacted us from the YouTube channel. Hold on, let me get it here. It is, good lord, the Enigma something or other. I deleted it. Of course I did. I will. Well, we'll we'll tell you next episode. He uh, he wants to use part of our Dwight McCarter interview in a video that he's making. So look forward to that. We'll we'll keep you informed on that. I'm sure you're going to be just on the edge of your seat waiting. But uh, yeah, so there we go. Just get in touch with us: Twitter, Instagram, Televex Podcast, and uh, I guess that'll be that. Josh, I can hear his strong, proud stream. And on that note, we're going to end it. So we'll see you next episode. Bye-bye.